Welcome to the Beanball Podcast, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. My name is Joey Price. And I am Brady O'Callaghan. And uh, we are very excited to have a special guest with us today, uh, our friend, my boss, Kevin Hines. Yeah, I'm Joey's boss. I'm here <laughs> to get him to go back to work. I yeah, feel like right. he left too early to do this podcast. I followed him here, sat down to try to get him to go back to work, and he put headphones <laughs> on my head. And now we're recording. And we're going to talk about the Red Sox with you. And you have no choice. I mean, I love that. I love that part of it. For sure. Yeah, we got you for about an hour. And then uh, as far as I'm concerned, Joey can go back to work. That's fine with me. Yeah, okay. It's after 7 p.m. You know, Joey, I need you there till at least midnight (laughs) on Mondays. (laughs) All right. Everyone knows the working hours on Mondays are a little longer. (laughs) That is true. And everybody does know it. (laughs) Everyone knows it. Yeah, that's why everyone, you know, hates Mondays. Yeah. Thank, Thank God it's Friday, not Monday, where I'd have to work till midnight. That's it's why the, it's yeah, the full. That, that's the full saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they do abbreviate it. Oh, they yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of people um, don't know that. So yeah, we we got Kevin on. He's a, a lifelong Red Sox fan. We're going to be talking to him about that, and um, you know, he's probably going to try to convince us to become Red Sox fans. And we've spent a good amount of time on this podcast talking about how we don't really like the Red Sox. You so. said you hate the Red Sox. <laughs> Brady has said he hates them. I think Joey has also said it less often. My goal really is to make Brady not hate the Red Sox. Okay, yeah. And I did some research, and I think I'm going to lose that. <laughs> but I'm going to attempt to make you not hate them, uh, if at all possible. What really got under your skin was us um, kind of uh, letting the Yankees slide by a little bit and yeah. saying, you know what, this is actually pretty cool, the Yankees. <laughs> so longtime listeners of the podcast will probably remember, I think it was like episode two, you both said you hated the Red Sox and Yankees. I didn't like you hating the Red Sox, but I was okay with hating the Yankees. And maybe it's okay for you to hate the Red Sox if it takes the Yankees down. Then the next episode, Joey warned me I wouldn't like it. And you guys talk about how the Yankees are a fun team that you like watching. And it felt like you just hated the Red Sox then. (laughs) You said, I hate the Red Sox and the Yankees, but I like the Yankees. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And I, I'm excited to get into it. I, <laughs> yeah, I hate the Yankees maybe more than I like the Red Sox. Wow, it's it's. I think I like the Red Sox more, and then there's days where I listen to your podcast and I think, no, I think I hate the Yankees yeah. more. I mean, we don't like the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. do you? No, we don't. I don't. But know. they are very fun, and we feel bad for them. Yeah, <laughs> this is, is going to be a oh. very fun. Ep- what a fun oh, dynamic we like have already. This at all. Uh, uh, we should. Uh, Started off like we always do uh, with a little bit of news. The what's been happening? Yeah, uh, it's been a pretty fun week in baseball. Uh, I think the most fun thing that happened this past week was Cindergard throwing a complete game shutout, one nothing. The Mets won, and that one run came from him hitting a home run. Oh, that was this week. Yes, oh, that's, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's so rare in baseball for one person to be so responsible for a win, and this is just like he. Did it. He won that game for the Mets. Can I totally already start talking about the Red Sox oh, for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> when when uh, uh, my brother and I used to write, pre-Red Sox winning the World Series, we used to write articles uh, every year predicting the Red Sox would win the World Series. And one of the years we wrote, uh, uh, when I think it was 99 probably, we predicted that Pedro Martinez would pitch whatever it would have to be to win every game he pitched, uh, like seven complete game shutouts <laughs> and he would hit home runs against the national league teams which he normally didn't have to do yeah because it was the only way we could envision them winning yeah it was for pedro to do everything we sort of believed he could so when other people do it i'm like yeah 
Yeah. I love that it's possible. It's, it's so possible. cool. And it's so rare. Pedro could too. not have hit a home run. The 1970s, I think, was the last time that it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's obviously that's like such a, a sequence of events has to happen for that to happen. But it, it's even just great when a pitcher scores a run in a game that he pitches complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. I, yeah, I got the notification on my phone that uh, Syndergaard hit the home run, and I was like, that's very fun. <laughs> yeah. And then saw the game end, and it was like, Mets win one nothing. I was like, now that <laughs> is very fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Less good news. Um, Kluber is out uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, another one of the best pitchers in baseball. It just happens to be for uh, my team, the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it, yeah, it's so sad when, like, a great pitcher – or a great player in general, obviously, like goes I, down. I did really know Kluber until um what was it, two thousand sixteen? Uh yeah. World Series. He was so good that whole postseason. Yeah. yeah. He carried that entire staff yeah. in a way that I can't imagine anyone would not love him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he was so good. He's so good. He's very fun. Um he's yeah, uh our our best pitcher, arguably. Yeah. Um and I mean, he is. He's the ace. He yeah. is. Absolutely. Brady, um, how did you feel after that 2016 World Series? I'm, I hate that this comes up ev- almost every episode. And I'll tell you, I still feel bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's going to come up again, and I'm still going to feel br- bad. I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> okay, good. In my attempt to make you like the Red Sox, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, that. I can tell you already, and you know this, that's not going to work. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I came up with a lot of ways to convince you, and they all, I think, are just going to make you sad. <laughs> Very interesting strategy. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't working out for me. Um, he's got a he's got a fractured ulna. He mm-hmm. got, he took a line drive um, uh, straight back and uh, hit him in his pitching arm. So yeah. he's out cr- for a, a couple of months. It's a crossword puzzle bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are such kind of freak accidents too. Those those like comebackers get, but, getting hurt doing just a baseball thing instead of just like, oh, my arm broke <laughs> or like my arm fell off because I've been pitching forever. Right. And like a freak incident like that. It sucks. He will be back this season though. Um, oh, maybe oh, I, boy. there was a, the one thing that I saw about it was there was another player who had a fractured, um, I th- think it's called a non-displaced ulna, mm-hmm. uh, was not a pitcher though. And he came back in like two and a half months or All so. Right. So we can hope. Uh, I'm hope. I hope he comes back. I'd like him to be back. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Kluber a lot. Uh, earlier today, the uh, game between the Reds and the Giants was delayed because of bees. A bunch of bees swarmed the field. Amazing. Here's some audio. What all of a sudden would have prompted this swarm of bees? Hey boys, you got you got to check out Derek Dietrich in the in the dugout. Okay, here. so they're talking about this. Player Derek Dietrich. Oh, we we just got him. Is he on the Reds? <laughs> he's on the Reds. He's dressing up as an exterminator, and he's got like a little. <laughs> yes, that is Derek Dietrich. You gotta love that guy. A little no thing of, I guess, uh, exterminate. Uh, you know what? Bug spray, just yeah. spraying it, trying to spray it around the field. And so here, here's what we're why we're breaking this up. This is a baseball player trying to be funny. Yeah. And this baseball player could not be less funny in this moment. He's he does it for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That clip continues for at least another thirty seconds. I, uh, if you got time, if you got the night free, go look at this clip. Yeah. Watch this clip, but you can make sure you have the night cleared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it here's the commentators. They seem to be into it. Yeah, that's a low bar. Well, yeah. I mean, they also 
they're being broadcast. They got to talk. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, they're that stuck is, in a delay. It would be very funny if they just roasted him on how <laughs> not funny it was. Oh, though. it would be. Oh, no. Derek Dietrich out here. It's trying so hard. It's, that's the problem with the clip, I think, is, you know, this is an ongoing debate between me and Brady. And I think the problem I have sometimes with baseball players who are being funny is that they're tr- they're trying a little bit too hard to be funny. Right. Yeah. And this one is just low commitment, you know? Yeah. He, he's not even trying to be a good exterminator, mm-hmm. which is, that's kind of rule number one. Yeah. Um, if he was just out there trying to exterminate the bees, that would be great. Yeah. I would be very into it. So I know this is just about the debate about if baseball players can be funny or not. Yeah. What about like at the All-Star game? Are players funny at the All-Star game? Um, I remember Mookie Betts being interviewed last year during the All-Star game. Yes. And I don't even remember if he was funny, but I remember him being like very fun and engaging. And I was like, oh, they should find more opportunities to kind of showcase players like this because you're seeing their personalities know, like, a little bit. During the home run derby, they'll come out and like fan each other and pretend to coach each other. Yeah. That's always funny to me. And here's one of my favorite uh, – here's a, a Giants memory that's one of my favorite funny all-star moments is where Barry Bonds – full-on roided Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. um, you know, the best. The one we <laughs> love. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, hit a home run that Torrey Hunter stole from him. Torrey Hunter jumped up, caught the ball, and brought it down. And then Barry Bonds charged out in the field – and then picked Tori Hunter up and gave him like a big hug. Yeah. But it seemed like he was mad. <laughs> yeah. And they're both laughing and it was so funny. Because yeah. like the game was meaningless and who cares who did it or not. But it was very funny to have this like moment of like, you ruined my thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Barry Bonds also hit so many home runs that yeah. he forgot. He probably he's like, Oh yeah, sometimes they don't go over. I imagine in a setting like that, it's it's a little bit easier for their just natural personalities to come through. And so the problem I have is yeah. when it's kind of this forced. Yeah thing if they're trying to be I mean, funny. The problem is basketball players are very funny. Yeah, exactly. Basketball players are allowed to just like do whatever the hell they want to do and it can be really, really fun. Like and Magic funny. Johnson makes me laugh almost every time he gets interviewed. And that's not that's hard to compete with. Yeah. I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Absolutely will. Um speaking of uh other funny moments uh in Reds games, um this past week, Jesse Winkler of the Reds, or Winker? I, I forget what his name is. Um, That's the sort of Hen- accuracy. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. This is the sort of accuracy people listen to your podcast for. Yeah, you that's want, right. We got the names, fact checkers. You want, you want to get the names within one consonant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Tune into Beanball <laughs> yeah. with me, Brady O'Callaghan, <laughs> no, that, and me, Joey Price. <laughs> okay, all right. Is that confusing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think, think absolutely. So. Yeah. Kevin's um, taken over. Um, anyways, he was trolling Mets fans, uh, by waving gleefully at them after, um, I think it was two separate victories that he had a, a good hand in, um, you know, just rubbing, rubbing it in their faces. Uh, and then in a separate game started barking at the ump for, a like missed strike call, um, and was ejected from the game. Uh, and a mob of Mets fans just stood over the dugout, uh, and uh, waved him off the field. And that is very funny. I agree. I don't think what he did is all that funny, but I think the Mets fans trolling him like that is so, so funny. So was he just mocking the fans? Were they being mean to him? No, he was just mo- he was just like waving, bye-bye, we won, bye-bye. Ugh. Yeah, stupid. Fans should not, uh, players should leave the fans alone. <laughs> yeah. Unless like a fan is being super obnoxious, yeah. and then I'd maybe, but I'd still rather them turn the cheek. Yeah, I think so. 
I what we have here is um we have an epidemic of Reds players trying to be funny and not it not working out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm it's, glad that the Mets fans were there. To... It's also the Reds aren't good. They should be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Joey Votto is Joey Votto maybe good, the best argument yeah. for they funny baseball good player players. Right yeah, and he but, is fu- he can be funny. But you know, if you're just like not winning ever and you're not having fun, I don't know. Yeah. What like, else do you got? Oh man. Um. So that's the news of the week. No other news happened in baseball. That was uh, it? That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Kevin here to talk about the Red Sox. Before we really get into it, um, you know, we're going to do kind of our, 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 our baseball team topics. We're drinking a beer oh, yeah. uh, in honor of the Red Sox. We're drinking some beers from Jack's Abbey Brewery, uh, which is in... Oh. Don't uh, remember. Massachusetts somewhere. Uh, Framingham. Framingham. That's right. Drive by it on the way to Boston. Wow. All the time. Cool. And I always, uh, I, I always make my, I always tell my, I always point it out when I drive by it. I point to my wife and I say, this is where the Framingham kid is from because Lou Merloni, a utility uh, infielder for the Red Sox, was used to be called the Framingham kid. And she never <laughs> responds to me saying that <laughs> ever. <laughs> And I, um, I say it, I mean, she, her family is in Boston, so we go to Boston every year, at least for Christmas, and make the joke every time, the comments. It's not, not even, even a joke. joke. <laughs> make at this comments. point, it is a joke to keep doing and it, though. Yeah, yeah. I can't not think that when I drive by it, and she could care less, and we're very happily married. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Jack's Abbey Brewery. I, we don't know if you can get it at the, at, at the ballpark. It's kind of hard to find beer information. Because you for see, he, they call okay. him the Framingham yeah, We kid. actually get it. <laughs> We get it. We you know, he, it, they call him the Framingham. Yeah, because he's from Framingham. He's from Framingham. Yeah, he was often played for AAA. Often played for okay. the majors and had to go back and forth a lot. Okay, and like he lived in between the two. Okay, you know, he's a, and he's a great player. Lou Merloni. Fans okay. used to chant Lou at him because it sounded like they were booing him. Yeah, sure, fun. that's a classic. Real fun. Yeah, um, we have a little beer pitch. If any, you know, like breweries out there want to send us beer, we'll drink it and we'll mention that <laughs> it's your beer. Um. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Joey. Yeah. This could be big breweries. You could kind of get in on the ground floor here if you want. If, we love it. If you can't get people interested in beer, try this. Get this podcast <laughs> yeah. to mention your beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then people will think, hey, <laughs> now that's a beer I'll try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Kevin. No problem. Yeah, uh, but we're all sipping uh, different different yeah, beers. Different from, beers from Jack's yeah. Abbey. And they're uh, really good. This is a good. This is a good pilsner. Yeah, got pilsner IPAs. They make a lot of. Uh, I think they they've got some um, like sour ones as well. They're they're a solid spot. The names aren't silly, but I, it's good tasting beer. I guess that's more important. Yeah, I guess. Um, Oop, mine is called Hop Moon, and it's got um, a hop uh, on it that looks like a grenade. Which... I would say their can art isn't great. If if they could take if they want to take a note. My yeah. note would just be their good. can art could use a little That's bit of work. Good to give them that note. Yeah. And this is good for the listeners, too, because they can kind of see the art the in their mind's eye. The cans look fine, but they're not eye-catching. They would blend in with mm-hmm. other beer cans. And when you're sort of a smaller brewery, you, you want to pop out. out. you got to stand out. Um, but don't try too hard. We've all seen how that <laughs> That's works. true, too. That's true, too. So you got to find that perfect balance yeah. of trying without trying. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some walk-up music here. For the oh, Red Sox, boy. let's do it. Um, why don't we start things off with a little uh, Xander Bogarts? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so. 
Oh. We don't know what part of the song that they use, sure. right? There's too much barking, though, Certainly right? not this There part. is a lot of barking. I would say <laughs> it's cursing. part of the... Yeah, there's a lot of cursing. There's no way they use that part. They must use uh-huh. the chorus. And the... Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was like from Deadpool movie trailers. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's it, the kind of vibe he wants to bring to yeah. that plate. You know what? And, I like that. And the name of the song is X Gonna Give It To You. Oh, right? Man. So it's like, it, it is a... For, for that reason alone... I think it's a pretty good choice. I I liked. I mean, I, first of all, let me tell you something about me and music. Um, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a music guy in the sense that like I have good taste. I like that. I thought that was good. If I heard that, it gets me ready to hit a home run. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. into it. I think that's a that's a good call. Just for yeah. so much it's, barking it's, at it first. It is a lot of barking at it first. Was a, but an unfortunate start to that song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're. I, I'm pretty pro that. Imagine song. if a Beatles song started with "Woof" and. I have a feeling. The I mean, they had some insane stuff on like, the sure. way. Yeah, I wouldn't be crazy. <laughs> um, little piggies. We, yeah, we gotta have little piggies on the walk-up music. Okay, if you're a baseball player out there listening, mm-hmm. um, uh, we should also know we did a little bad bunny check-in. No bad bunny. No bad bunny for up. the Red Sox. Oh, man, First bro- team started to ruin that for you guys. Yeah, it kind of broke their bad bunny streak. So I'll I'll call the team up and let them know. Thank you. Thank you. Would all, appreciate. all fans have their numbers, though. So yeah, that's good. All right, next one, Steve. Steve Pierce. Yeah. This is Imagine Dragons with the song Thunder. Such a boring choice. <laughs> Not. It inspires no confidence in, in the hitting ability. It fits his whiteness. Um, yeah. Very well, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're boring, uh, having a boring song. <laughs> Here's the thing for Steve Pierce, a journeyman uh, of sorts. Always, he grew up a Red Sox fan, and then got traded to the Red Sox the year they won the World Series. That's the dream. And he was kind of a hero that is yeah. for part of that. He was the MVP. Yeah, of that's the World right. Series, yeah, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, um, because it was David Price was the MVP. But mm-hmm. like that's sort of like when you fantasize about. Playing baseball, you fantasize about playing for your team. But then if you're really good, you're like, you'll play wherever they put you and pay you. So it's like, oh, you grew up a Red Sox fan, but you're playing for the Padres. Well, great. I'm playing baseball. I'm yeah. not going to knock it. He got the, he got traded to the team he always wanted to play for. That's amazing. Yeah. He That's totally amazing. blew it on the walk-up. Then, like, none of my yeah. fantasies include Imagine Dragons, <laughs> yeah. is what I'll say. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, up next, uh, we have David Price. Um, this one we picked just because it's called the flute song. And we have no idea. Oh well, we know why it's called the flute song. I now guess we now. do. Wait, what? Is this like a like a Legend of Zelda remix? A little better, but oh, so much flute. The, there was a um, phenomenon in uh, rap music a couple of years ago called flute rap. <laughs> Truly, and you know what? I think pretty the, good. The for a starting pitcher, when do they play this music? In I the think American when they League? then they warm up in the in their first inning. So no one's listening then, right? It's just get them juiced. The flute up a is just bit. to get your attention. Yeah. Hey, music is playing. There's flute here. I I think that song sounded pretty good. The flute part of it is the least interesting part. Turn for me. down the flute. Turn add down some, the flute. Add yeah. some dog barks. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, nice. <laughs> Nice little riff there, Joe. And yeah, I think I think that uh, flute rap song could definitely use some um, 
more dogs in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Brandon Workman. Okay. Which re- reliever? <laughs> I picked this one because it's a country song that Joey's gonna hate, and guess what? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? It's Randy Hauser. That sounds like a country musician name. Running out of moonlight is the name of this song. What the hell? Does he come up to the plate or go up to pitch in a pickup truck? That would, I think, make this all all the better. But I, I, a very country, very country song. This song takes place at dawn. What's he doing at dawn? It's called "Running Out of Moonlight." He's yeah. driving his truck at dawn, and he's like, "Hey, running out of moonlight." Yeah, it could be romantic, maybe. Yeah, it's gonna be morning soon. Now I can't. I gotta re- relieve this game. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, wow. I love it, and it, I think driving up to um, home plate in a <laughs> truck. I think that's a great <laughs> sure. idea. Yeah, okay. I think they should let him probably. He's a reliever. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's gonna I, wreck. He's gonna wreck. Well, the they ground. did. Yeah. They did add those. Like, um, they brought back those those uh, bullpen carts. Yeah. Right. Just turned that into a pickup truck. Oh my god. Go. This is a great idea. <laughs> I think it's really good. Um, okay, last one. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez coming with, guys, Song of the Summer, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, okay. Old Town Road remix. <laughs> it's the best. It starts real good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I was uh, actually surprised that this recent of a song is in the rotation. I'm intrigued by this. It's the best. <laughs> and he's another starting pitcher. It's another song. It doesn't really. He's just warming up. Like to relievers it. run out to a song. Batters come up to hit to a song. Starting pitching, it's sort of like you're just loosening your arm up. Yeah. Anyway. Not bad. I like I like the I song. Had, it, I don't so, know if so I So this would, is a new song. I, I have not heard that song before. I have not heard it either. Number one song in America, guys. Oh. Uh, I stopped at number two and I <laughs> yeah, kept going. I stopped at number two. Yeah, That's I was working right. my way. We started at a hundred. I started at a hundred. Yeah. And I got to two and I was like, that must be all of them. Yeah. And I uh, forgot there's always there's one after. Yeah, me. there's one more left, and I recommend you go listen to it. <laughs> okay, right. Again, right. it's Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Great. Town Road remix. Thank you, Brady. Right. You're um, welcome. I would say overall, um, I, 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 so far I'd kind of put that towards the bottom of the uh, of the music. Oh boy, of, of uh, teams. This is just your Red Sox hatred bleeding it's through. Not. I mean, I did not like the Giants' music either. Sure, and they're my favorite. Here's what I'll say you're about self-hating this. fan. These are, for the most part, interesting picks. The highs are high for me. The lows are lower than the. They've mostly ever been. There's some flute. You didn't, yeah, you didn't like the flute. And again, I it, did like the flute. Is right. the thing. That's and I think that's the flute crazy. was all right. Uh, Carlos Carrasco still with the belt though. Carlos Carrasco has the heavyweight belt with Summer of '69, and he has he has yet to be taken out by anybody. I mean, I'm not going to fight that. All right. Well, running out of moonlight is no. Up it's real not quick even after. close. It's not even close. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Division in the podcast Sad um, to see yeah. it happen Alright well that was uh, fun to talk about But you know now let's Let's really get into it yeah Let's do it
So we all hate so, the Red Sox. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Joey had a drum set. He just played that. <laughs> yeah. Live. I don't so know how Kevin, to play guitar. I just played that from uh, yeah. audio. But yeah. those are the, the live drums. drums. Were live yeah, drums. Those are live drums. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, so we all hate the Red Sox. Go ahead and talk about how you hate, why you hate the Red Sox. No, I don't hate the Red Sox. I love the Red Sox. Uh, How did you, uh, how did you become a a fan or what was kind of an early fandom? uh, Yeah, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to breeze through that because I want to get to the part where Brady accepts the Red Sox into his heart as a team to be accepted. That's all I want. Just that you accept that they exist. You don't hate them. I I, want to do this for you. Yeah. Um, Look, as I like you a lot, but. Look, I know it's hard. To like a team that's won four World Series mm-hmm. in... 15 years? 15, 15 years. years, yeah. That's oh hard. God, I hate that. <laughs> that's really hard. They did go through an 80... More than... Eight, was it 86-year drought? Uh, 18... 1914 was uh, the previous one? It was 80... Yeah, it was 86 years. 86-year mm-hmm. drought. So, I mean, it's not like they didn't pay their dues, right? Uh, they definitely paid their dues. Thank um, you for saying and, that. You know what? I tell you what, 15 years ago, yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind them. If we had done this podcast okay, in okay. 2005, we would have been sure. big Red Sox fans, sure. I bet. Okay. Yeah, I didn't mind them. At that point in time, I still hated the Yankees, for sure. Um, okay, so let me talk just a little bit about my Red Sox fandom. So I yeah. started watching, 86 was probably the first year I watched baseball. Oof. And uh, That's a tough one. Uh, it's a, it was a rough year, unbeknownst to me, because the Red Sox would lose in a famously cursed play where... Uh, Bill Buckner let a ball go between his legs against the Mets. They lost game six. They went on to lose game seven. Uh, and I remember it was the first year I watched. I was like, this team's great. You got Wade Boggs. You got Roger Clemens. They're for sure going to win one of the next couple of years. That's how this must work. Um, so when I was like, wait till next year is what I thought. I didn't know it had been <laughs> since 1918 at that point. Right. So that, that history was not known to me. I was a child. I was 12. Uh, so they didn't win again. Uh, they got really, really bad, and then I went to college and sort of stopped watching for a while because I was in college and it just hard to follow. And then I graduated college and I moved to New Jersey with nobody I knew, and the internet uh, had sort of just kind of come into fruition. So I was I was following the Globe, the Boston uh-huh. Globe online, and sort of reading Red Sox articles and got really into them again because of Nomar Garcia Parra, uh, which was '97. He was rookie year. It was a great season. Uh, I got really into baseball that season. I was rooting for the Indians in the World Series. This is part of my story. I don't know if you remember that World Series, Brady. It was versus uh, the Florida Marlins. The, yeah, I, I do. Was, re- yeah, I do remember it. I, I'm not going to ask how you feel about that World Series. Oh, I, was, I will. How did you feel about it? <laughs> okay. well, I mean, I felt bad. All right. You, you want to know an interesting thing about this? Um, was uh, what was the manager of the Marlins? Leland. Uh, yes, Leland. Oh, Jim Leland. Mm-hmm. His brother was the um, pastor of uh, the church that I went to at that time with my family. Wow. That's yep. cool. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was so mad when the Indians lost that. Um, I broke my television remote because uh, I threw it against the wall. I was sitting alone. Yeah. And I thought for sure they had it. It was a, I was a heartbreaking y- loss. You were yeah. born in Ohio, I was, right? Oh, yeah, so I was in born in Ohio. I was born just outside Cleveland in Parma, Ohio. I moved when I was three right. to Connecticut, which is where I grew up. And my older brother was a Red Sox fan. Uh, my dad was a Mets fan because they were good at that time. And so uh, I think I just started rooting for the Red Sox because my older brother was rooting for them. And also I watched basketball a lot too, and the Celtics were great. 
So it's sort of easy to like root for these two very near teams. I was mm-hmm. in New York territory. Yeah. I lived in uh, Western Connecticut, so I was in Knicks, Yankees, Mets territory. But it wasn't unheard of to root for Boston teams. The Celtics played in Hartford. The Red Sox weren't that far away. Um, but yeah, so in 97, I started watching baseball again. Um, and yeah, the team didn't have a ton of parts. We kept coming in uh, behind the uh, um, Yankees, who were just dominant in yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Right. And just like their team was so good and showed no signs of ever losing. Through the 90s uh, and early 2000s, the Red Sox would have 90 win seasons and not make the playoffs. To win 95 games and get the wild card or win 93 and not make the playoffs is infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, To be like, this team is really, really good, but we're in the division with the best team in baseball. It's like why they added the second wild card, essentially. Yeah. It was. People hated the wild card at that time. They didn't think the first wild card should even exist. They thought it ruined division races. I was like, it's the only thing giving me a chance. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, 99. (laughs) Sorry, Brady. One of my favorite seasons. Uh, the Red Sox did not have many players. They had Nomar Garcia Parra. Mm-hmm. They had Pedro Martinez. And really nobody. Their next best player was like Troy O'Leary, mm-hmm. who was like a left fielder of a, no particular note, but who hit a number of great home runs. Uh, and I was working on the road. I was working. I traveled all the time. So I was very lonely, possibly going through a severe depression. Um, and I called up my, one of my high school friends and made her listen to me watch game three <laughs> against the Indians because I was so sure they were going to lose. Right. Because Nomar uh, had been hurt and wasn't playing. And Pedro was hurt, probably not coming back, was what they said. So I was like, well, just watch this. Listen to me watch this game and be miserable is what I asked her to do. And they won the game. That like, sucks. They beat the that Indians sucks. and everyone was happy. And Brady, this is the sort of thing you can get behind. A team <laughs> against all odds. Because here's the thing. That Indian team was a juggernaut. Yeah, team. yeah, they were really that, good. Yeah, they, they had players like yeah. you know that was Roberto Alomar and Manny Ramirez and all these great players. Mm-hmm. So you can get behind me on this. This is where I knew my research was failing me <laughs> at this point. Uh, and then they won. Uh, so then Nomar played the next game, even though his wrist was I think severely damaged, and he probably did more damage to it from playing with it, and probably ruined his career. Right. But Nomar came back to play because he saw a chance. And then Pedro came back in Game Five to relieve. And beat this team, the Cleveland baseball team, uh, that you're a fan of, Brady. And I'm sorry for that. But that comeback <laughs> gave me hope. And I think also gave Pedro a magic power where we believed he could win a World Series for us. And eventually that led to 2003, right. where we did not win. Right. And the Indians by this point were bad. So this doesn't should hurt your feelings Yeah, we at took all. a huge dive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Manny Ramirez was now a Red Sox uh, player. Uh, That's thank, fun. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> that is one of the main reasons why I, um, yeah, and I, I get that. Oh, yeah, have sure. a grudge against them because yeah. Manny was great for us, so and he good. was yeah a lot better for you. <laughs> he was so good. His first year for the Red Sox, he carried that team for half a season because Nomar was hurt still from his wrist injuries, and all they had was Manny. He carried that team single handedly. It was yep. pre uh, David Ortiz. Yeah, it was just Manny and a bunch. It was like Trot Nixon. John Valentin maybe was on the team. I don't even know. It was like a bunch of, huh? Okay, yeah. pretty good role players. Right. And Manny Ramirez just being like, I'll hit 150 RBIs with no one on base somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 2003. So 2003, at this point, this was like one of the best teams the Red Sox had had. They had now, um, you know, they had Manny Ramirez. They had Pedro Martinez. 
And uh, in 2003, they lost to the Yankees in Game 7 of the playoffs. And I was watching that at a bar. And I remember thinking to myself, they're never, ever going to win a World <laughs> Series. And I now see this. And I started walking home. And a Yankee fan stopped me on the street. Oh, God. Because I was wearing Red Sox shirt or a hat. And started, like, laughing at me or something. And I screamed at him <laughs> on the streets of New York to a stranger at full volume. Just like, I was like, can I swear? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> we made this, because the Yankees that season were so good. I was like, you should be fucking thanking me. We made this a fucking memorable <laughs> season. You'd be, this would be nothing. We almost beat you. This is the best thing that ever happened to you. You should be thanking me, not laughing at me. And I just stormed off. And the guy was like, what just happened? <laughs> this is the second story on Beanball of people screaming at strangers on the street because of a loss. I was so miserable. Then next year, uh, 2004, the year the Red Sox would go on to win the World Series, they were down uh, three games in the, in the, against the Yankees. So, of course, in my mind, they're going to lose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Had never... No one had ever come no back one had from ever come. No one had ever made it to game seven yeah. after being down three games. So in game four, they, in extra innings, come back to win. And I remember being mad. No. I literally, I, know that I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. thought, like, you're, you're going to put me through this why again. You, that night, I remember going, I wish they had just lost. Yeah. I can't go through another night of this. Yeah. By the next morning, I wanted them to win. <laughs> yeah. But that night, I, I said to my friends, I was like, I wish they had lost. Yeah. I didn't care that much about baseball at that point of my life this was like second or third year of college for me i kind of just stopped paying attention to it in high school that series brought me back in like it was a good i i have like that is kind of the point where i got invested in baseball again was that 2004 red sox team yeah um they would you know go on and win the next seven games uh or four games rather uh three games to make it four games uh and i watched game seven at a bar with a friend of mine, uh, Chris, who was a Yankees fan and used to text me every time the Red Sox would lose or like fall out of contention or lose in the playoffs, he would text me and laugh at me and tell me the Red Sox would never, ever beat the Yankees. <laughs> Yankee fans are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the moment they won the game, he was at this bar. I walked over to him. And I pointed at him. I was like, we did it. Just sort of confidently and calmly, he goes, you still haven't won the World Series. No, boy. And I got so mad, which is why he said it. Yep. I was like, you, because he never said the Red Sox would never win the World Series. Then they never beat the Yankees, which yeah. we had done. Yeah. Um, and it also just felt like when they won that game, there was no way they were going to let a World Series stop them. It yeah, It didn't for feel sure. possible. Yeah. And, and they won, and it was great. Didn't and they I, sweep that World Series? They swept that World Series. Yeah. And then in 2007, they won again, which felt just as good to me. I, I, maybe it shouldn't have. But it felt like it made it real. Mm-hmm. 2004 felt like a miracle. Mm-hmm. 2007 felt like, oh, they're good now. They're yeah. just a team that can do this. Right. Uh, 2013 felt like we didn't deserve it. It was a bad team that just like got hot at the right time. And I, and I get, uh, uh, but you know, it was the Boston bombing season, Boston strong. Yeah. It was a good season for the win, but it felt like it came out of nowhere. It was surrounded by three last place finishes. The Red Sox oh, yeah, came in right, yeah. last place in 2012. Yeah. Then they won the World Series in 2013. Then they came in last place in 2014 and last place in 2015. So, so let me just talk a little <laughs> bit about this to you, Brady. <laughs> this is the Red Sox have won four World Series, and that's more than they just, any team needs. 
But in that time, they've also had three last place finishes. It's not like they've just dominated the whole time like the Yankees seemed. The Yankees haven't been below 500 yeah, since no time. time was invented. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is it's unfair that you're that bad and then instantly that good. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It certainly doesn't. Yeah, definitely not. I, I mean, I audibly or just visually just like sunk back <laughs> defeated when I heard that because I'm like, oh. Because everything you're saying to me I know. about your experience is exactly how I feel about Cleveland. Like, I mean, if not this year, I mean, when? I mean, I was rooting for the uh, uh, when the, when the Indian Indians Cleveland baseball team, sadly called the Indians, faced the yep. Chicago Cubs. Uh, I was who do you root for in that time? I, I love Cleveland. I was born in Cleveland. Terry Francona is their manager. He brought the Red Sox a World Series. Love Terry Francona. He's he's best. funny. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's funny. very funny. Yeah, he's not a baseball player, so he, but he was funny. a baseball player, right? <laughs> well, no, but it's only uh, <laughs> arbitrarily. If they denied. implement our new rules, where he has to play one <laughs> sure. inning, if they implement those new rules, <laughs> the beanball rules. But Terry Francona is very funny and very great. Um, so I love Terry Francona, but Theo Epstein, Cubs curse. But I, but I remember saying to people, I was like, I'm rooting for the Indians. The Cubs are probably going to be good for a while. The Indians right. have a smaller window. Yeah, and then they'll have to rebuild again. It's like the Indians need this. And I thought for sure the Cubs would have won another one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that the Cubs have kind yeah. of. I mean, I guess they're, they might win. Yeah, they could. This year, they're, they're still good. Yeah. But when they didn't contend immediately yeah. again, I was sort of surprised. And uh, But I I mean, I was rooting for Cleveland. Yeah. But I was there with you in heart and spirit. I appreciate that. I, I mean, if I, I don't know they, if I'll ever be able to return the favor. Sure, all right. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We still have a little bit of time left. Here's, here's my last thing for the Red Sox. First of all, they don't take all. The, they don't sign like every player that's out there. They didn't go out and get. They, first of all, they don't get players handed to them. Like they've never like had Stanton traded mm-hmm. to them for one like role, like one utility infielder <laughs> and ten dollars in in tokens at a casino or something. But you know they have to like they, when they got Chris Sale, they traded away the number one hitting prospect in baseball yeah. and one of the best pitching prospects combined right. to get Chris Sale, and Chris Sale's great. It's great to have him on the team. I'm very happy for it. They gave up a lot to yeah, get him. Yeah, right. When they uh, signed J.D. Martinez for a lot of money, it wasn't like tons of teams were competing for him, and they did give him a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. In a time when people aren't paying players, the Red Sox have gone way over the luxury tax. Yeah, right. It's nice that they can do that. Yeah. But no, the Yankees aren't even going way over the luxury tax, and they could afford to do that. I, no, mean, I think the Indians could afford to pay more. I think all teams could afford to pay sure. more. Oh, yeah. the yeah. Uh, Cleveland spent... I mean, um, this entire season, as I've said before, doing nothing except mm. trying to save money, and yeah. it's so. I think in, in in an era when nobody is spending money, the the Red Sox are still spending money. Yeah, that's true, and not on everybody, but like on their players, on their guys. I think that's commendable. They're not as good as the Padres, who are both spending money and bringing up rookies yeah. when they don't need to and stuff. I mean, the Padres are right now a fans team. Yeah, yeah. they're. Wonderful. Yeah, they're they're like the easiest team to root for in baseball. But I think Boston is. I don't think Boston is a hateable team, other than they've won a lot. And I know you disagree with me from your face. I think there's also. I, I, I think there's he, an unfortunate thing that they're from Boston too. I think is like kind of part of it. We live in New York. There's like a natural rivalry between those. Yeah, two and like cities. New England Patriots are also know. A yeah. very yeah. winning I, team. I hate yeah. the Patriots. Oh God. <laughs> and the Celtics were yeah, good. They've, they've Celtics been good. are good. Yeah. Yes. So at Cleveland just doesn't have that. I mean, we had LeBron, and he gave us a championship, oh, and that was incredible. Something, yeah. And yeah. It, unfortunately, I think for the city, that probably meant a, 
a Cavs victory probably means less than an Indians victory, which definitely means less than a Browns yes. victory. I mean, they want the Browns. My family, that's the reason I'm uh, not a Patriots fan. My family, my extended family, and my dad included, my dad roots for front runners of every sport right? and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it's like the, the he, one that the he one he won't to. let go of, and and it sort of stuck with me. The kid is like, well, this guy won't give up on Bernie Kosar and the Cleveland Browns, who are just first round and out playoff team, yeah. and then yeah. they just got worse after that. And he still roots for them, and he still when I talked to him about the Browns in past seasons, they went the last not this most recent season, but the two seasons before they won one game in two years. Mm-hmm. And my dad would be like, I think next year they're going to be good. <laughs> and I'd be like, based on. <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> that does not surprise me as a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, and they were better this past season, and they look yeah. like they could be good next season. Yeah. They I, could be I really contenders. hope they are, but I, that's why I am a Browns fan and not a Patriots fan, but I am a Red Sox and Celtics fan. I respect that. And you know what? I understand why you would need the Red Sox if you are a Browns fan. You need something. <laughs> you need something. In 2003, I did not believe. I convinced myself, I was like, this is it. Even though I assumed I was going to live a decent length life, I was like, I'm never going to see this happen. I believed it in my heart. I would never see it happen. And I can't believe there's been four. Yeah. I honestly can't believe it. How did you feel after? So they won the World Series last year. Yeah. That was their, their fourth. How, how did it compare to the other ones? The, this one was the, the most... Here's the thing with the Red Sox World Series. The World Series have been boring. Mm-hmm. So uh, beating the Yankees in 2004 was amazing, but beating the Cardinals was boring. 2007, I think they beat the, uh, the Rockies, Rockies yeah. and the Rockies were a really fun team, but they swept them. It was boring. Yeah. Then they played the Cardinals again in 2013. I think they lost one or two games. Yeah, the, the it never only, felt close. The only exciting thing that happened in that game was that weird walk off victory um, uh, that the Cardinals won because of like the the like interference on like a weird play yeah. going to home. There was just one weird event kind of made that yeah. series memorable but otherwise they've been boring world series and even this yeah. year was a sort of a boring postseason mm-hmm. other than like the red sox sort of really they just defying uh, expectations and using their starting pitching in a very interesting way but yeah. i don't think that's mm-hmm. exciting to a fan a casual fan just like oh they're their starters are relieving yeah right okay it was very exciting for me to see how they uh did that um so the world series have been boring i did go into this this team was so fun because they were. It's the first dominant Red Sox team. Two thousand four and seven. Oh, seven, I think they won the division. Two thousand four, they were a wild card team, but they were never like this far and away the best team, just beating everyone. This season, they were good from beginning to end. I've never seen anything like it from my team. Like, I've seen it from the other end. I've seen the Yankees do it. Right. So it was it, very exciting to see a team that just like everything worked. And it was a weird thing too, where like they went in. They they were the best team in baseball the whole season. And they went into the postseason, and everybody was like, they're not going to win. They weren't the pick, even. The yeah, Yankees they were, were the pick over them and then the, the preseason. And the Astros were the pick, even going into the postseason. And, and the, the Astros postseason, great. People thought the Yankees sense. would beat them in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it was weird that nobody believed in it this team. It was a team. strange thing for the best, the team with the best record in baseball was yeah. the underdog. And the apparent the MVP was on the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nobody believed in them until, I think, they were people believe they could beat the Dodgers, so I think Dodgers were often considered favorites. Yeah, which it, it, it was weird. Um, I wanted to beat the Yankees bad because the Yankees have been predicted to beat them all season, and I didn't understand where that was coming from. Other, I mean, the Yankees were good, but I was like, why does everyone think the Yankees are better? It should be close. Yeah, right. And so when they beat the Yankees, I was very happy, and I think I said to you, Joey, that I thought that was enough for me. 
when they beat the, I was like, just beating the Yankees is enough. And then the next day, I was like, I want it all. <laughs> yeah, of that's course. the thing. It's it's a, it's, it's, I get so greedy. It's also so kind of fleeting, and it's like, well, I might never have it again. So if yeah. I have, if I'm this close, I'm I might as well freaking root for it, right? Um, it's you a, have it's to. A, it's a yeah. fun team. I don't. I, don't, I guess maybe people don't agree with that, but I think Mookie Betts. Mookie is Betts fun. is very Zando fun. Bogarts fun. is fun. Yeah. Yep. JD Martinez is fun. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, Chris Sale is a maniac, and he's fun. Porcello's boring. Porcello's boring. Chris Sale kind of rubs me the wrong way for some reason. He tore up all those uniforms. Yeah, in a really weird way. He's a weirdo. I love him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, David Price is like a guy that you could root for in the postseason because you want him to beat this narrative of like... Anytime narratives are broken, it's great. Um, But I don't know if Price is fun to watch necessarily. Brady, are you a Red Sox fan now? (laughs) Do you not hate them? I will say... uh, or do you hate them less? <laughs> I think I do hate them less. Good. All right. That'll take it. <laughs> Jesus. Honestly, you might have done me an enormous disservice because, if anything, this has given me a little bit more hope in <laughs> Cleveland's oh, prospects. No. Oh, no. Um, so um, thank you for um, continued ass- assured heartbreak for the rest of my life. I mean, the Indians are smart enough to keep Terry Francona. Yeah, he's good. Which yeah. Boston was not smart enough to do. They fired him and hired... Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, the the Mets the Mets coach. Uh, search, uh, why am I blanking on it? I hated him so much. And he they eventually fired him. They fired him right? in one season. Yeah, he was a he was a commentator um, uh, for ESPN or something, and he always talked about how he how Terry Francona was mismanaging the team, and then they hired him, and the team fell to last place underneath. Who's their oh manager now? Uh, Alex Cora. Oh yeah, who's great? And that's great. a great hire. Uh, yeah, Alex Cora's great. You gotta he like just, Alex Cora. He he's not going to. You gotta like Alex Cora. You, Brady. You know, here you're gonna like Alex Cora. He's not going to the White House. Not going to the White because House because of uh, uh, how like Trump mismanaged the Puerto Rico uh, uh, hurricane or uh, uh, part uh, of everything. Si- that and, I like. That I like. And he is Puerto Rican, I believe. Part so, of signing yeah. with the Red Sox was he insisted on them bringing. Um, Taking a flight of like supplies to Puerto Rico, that's like they're on like the Red Sox jet. Yeah, yeah, he's and, cool. And the Red Sox, we like that. Yeah, we'll he's that. a cool dude. I Cora's like, I like Cora a lot. Yeah, great. I'm a huge Cora fan. Good. I'll, you know what? I'll take uh, it. Typically, re- we'll dip my toes into the Red Sox. Yeah, there's a really good um, thirty for thirty about the 2004 series between the Red yes. Sox and the Yankees called Nine Days and. October, yeah, yeah, five yeah. days in October. Some, some amount of days in October. I've watched like four different versions of that story, yeah. and I cry every time I yeah. watch all of them. If you're looking for... I really do. I, I tear up when they go to stories of people thanking the players for winning. Mm-hmm. It, it really, It's just like they go like, you know, my father died without saying you win. Thank you for winning for me. And yeah, I'm just like yeah. crying. I'm just like, yeah. why it was like when, mean so when much? the Cubs won like the videos of just like, these 90-year-old Cubs fans. I didn't watch a single one of those. Here's who should hate. Uh, I, did, I didn't see one. Here's who I feel a little bad for, weirdly. The White Sox broke a long... Yeah, the, I do the feel The White Sox too. had, I, yeah. I think, the second longest streak after the Red Sox, or, or after the Cubs, maybe. After the Red Sox won, I think the White Sox were the second longest yeah. uh, winless streak. Then they won the World Series, and no one seemed to care. Yeah. yeah. They broke it, and it was just sort of like, yeah, okay. And then when the Cubs were in, it's like, oh, they're going to break this curse. I'm like, yeah. what about the White Sox? Yeah. You didn't care when they did it? Yeah. And now, yeah. and then, it's too bad. And also, I really hated when people talked about the Cubs' uh, winless streak without mentioning the Indians almost as long. Right. Yeah. yeah. It felt like 
just because like eh, second isn't good, worth yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you got first place in that now, Brady. Um, yeah, that's something, Brady. You have the longest. You have the longest World, uh, series, a World drought. series drought. We love so. that record. Yeah, we love it, and we're you gonna should... hold on to it for as long as possible. <laughs> I think. So I don't know how much time we have. Should I tell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you you uh, uh, were trying to watch baseball with your son. So I have a two-year-old or two-and-a-half-year-old son. Uh, he's never watched baseball on TV with me. He's going to a couple minor league games with me. Um, and so last yesterday, I turned on the game, and he was he came up, and he was like, oh, I'm going to watch with you. And I said, oh, you might not like this. <laughs> he goes, I think I will, which was music to my ears. I love hearing that. <laughs> my greatest fear is that he will become a Yankees fan because we live close to New York. I, I could he'd root for any other team as long as he doesn't root for the Yankees or he could hate baseball. <laughs> I can't have him be a Yankees fan. <laughs> so he he starts watching the game. He doesn't know what's happening. So I'm trying to explain what the game is, and nothing makes baseball sound bad more than explaining it to someone who doesn't understand anything about sports. <laughs> right. So I did. T- I was like, well, this guy is trying to throw the ball to this other guy, and the guy I'm rooting for is going to try to hit it with that stick. <laughs> And then the guy did. He hit it with a stick, and he goes, oh, he hit it. It was a foul ball. So I was like, well, yeah, that didn't do anything. So he's going he's gonna to try again. And then he you know, doesn't hit it. And he's like, oh, that guy caught it. It's like, yeah, that's bad. It's bad when that guy catches it. And then I was like, when he does hit the ball, he's going he's gonna to run. And so my son started saying, like, oh, he hits the ball, and then he runs away. It was what my son thought happened. So my wife thought this was funny. Because of how lame a description that is. <laughs> One guy throws it. The other guy tries to hit it and then run away. <laughs> and then we ask what happens next. He goes, he comes back. <laughs> it's all very accurate, but it sounds so boring. So he's explaining this to my wife like on a, a video for her phone. And at this point, the announcers go crazy. They're like, oh, my. And something's going crazy. And my wife, who's back to TV, she goes, what's happening? And I was like, one of the most boring plays I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a swinging bunt. Basically, Nunez swung barely got caught the corner of the ball and it was rolling up the third base line and the announcers are going crazy because it looked like it was going to stay fair <laughs> as like the third baseman followed it hoping it would go foul because he couldn't have a play otherwise and they just watched this ball slowly roll and like <laughs> gradually come to a rest leaning against third base so nothing like you know all the base runners advanced I guess <laughs> and it was like yeah it's good for the team and the game but it's such a boring example yeah, of what baseball I, is yeah you can't get somebody a two year old excited about yeah. baseball from that he then wandered away and did a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> so. that's great yeah. I, yeah I mean one of the parts that we love about baseball is that some of sometimes the most exciting things for the sport are the most boring outcomes possible yeah yeah it's great it's like what makes it great I want to pitch one thing to Brady and to Joey but more, more to Brady. I don't care about Joey. <laughs> okay. I don't care about Joey. I'm you should start packing up, right? You got to go back to work. <laughs> I guess I you could get back to work while I pitch this. Right, this I'll, might change. I'll to, pull up my work email, I guess. <laughs> I think advanced stats are interesting, but I do think they're making postseason awards boring. I think oftentimes when you talk about MVP, people just talk about war, which you guys mentioned on your last episode, I believe, or yeah, last episode uh, I listened yep. to. Uh, war. Uh, being uh, wins above replacement level. So it's like whoever has the most war uh, gave the most value to his team that year. So theoretically, he was the most valuable player. Right. And often that's the argument, right? It's like Trout had more war. Oh, yeah. This year, Pets had a little bit more war. Maybe yeah. he's the best. Who had the most war? That guy wins. Right. So I find that boring, but it's definitely worth of an award. You get the most war, you deserve an award. Yeah. You gave the most value to your team. So just make that how that award works. Whoever gets the most war gets the MVP. Yeah. Then... Have another MVP award for whoever has the best story. 
And so the way this works is uh, every newspaper with like a team associated with it has to write a story pitching one of their players as the most valuable player to the team. I love so every it. team picks it. So like, For your consideration. So Cleveland yeah. would be like, it's Lindor, and they would write an article about how important Lindor was. And it might be things like, you know, behind the scenes, he sits down with the younger players. And, like, it can be any. It doesn't have to be on the field stuff. It can be whatever you think makes the most difference. And then someone reads all those articles <laughs> or, or a panel of people, and they judge which story seems yeah. The best. It's a journalism What's the best award. Story, like but it, the award goes to the player. <laughs> the award goes to the player. So in like 2015, uh, uh, 15, 14, you could have argued David Ortiz was the most important. He wasn't the best player on the Red Sox, but like he was kind of meant. He was like giving his his all for this last season, sort of mm-hmm. mentoring Mookie Betts and doing this, that. Would like maybe be their argument. Maybe not. Uh, maybe JD Martinez is the MVP last season because he like came out with all these. Charts and diagrams about launch angle for yeah, his team. Yeah. Like, whatever you think makes the best story. Because I think stories are what makes baseball great for me. Isn't really, oh, this guy hit more. It's that the curse of the Red Sox, overcoming that curse made it much better than just watching them win. Yeah. I think that's and totally Kluber, true. I, yeah, and Kluber's I, I do love play it. that season when uh, they eventually, I think, lost to the Cubs was so good. I think, I'm not sure. I can't I remember. I'll look it up yeah. after. Kluber's I, I play was so good. <laughs> That that was such a great story yeah. to me that I was like, oh, he deserves the World Series win. And that's how I think MVP awards should really be awarded, to the best story in baseball. Yeah, I think that's very fun. I it, like that Impressive how this World Series came up a record number of times <laughs> this episode. <laughs> it's uh, just, you squirm so much. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, I do a podcast as well. Uh, it's called Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. It's on a little bit of a hiatus, but it'll be coming back very soon. We spent first season talking about the Amazing Spider-Man's original comics by Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. And uh, we're going to come back with season two where we're going to talk about the original Fantastic Four comics by Jack Kirby. It's me and my brother, Will Hines, talking about comics, if anyone's willing to listen. It's another two white guys talking about <laughs> something they're far too passionate about. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. So Great. please uh, uh, download it and subscribe to my podcast. Yep, check that out. And um, I think that's it for us. Yeah. Hey, Thanks Ke- so much, everybody. We'll see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kev. This yeah. is Brady O'Callaghan. Nope. What? It <laughs> is not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. just going to say that I now love the, the Red Sox. The Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Brad Mead. If you'd like to contact us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.